Hello, happy Wednesday, happy new year. Since we last spoke, and a year has ended and a new has begun. So happy 2018. I hope that you are looking forward to what 2018 has in store for you. <clears throat> Excuse me, I know that I am. And do let me know um, as you're watching this if you can hear me, okay? I'm speaking in my Bluetooth since my kids are still home from school and they are watching their show. I'm trying to keep them preoccupied while we do Misty Moment today. So welcome again. And um, I hope that you rung in the new year in a special way. Maybe maybe it was actually getting some rest. I, I see nothing wrong with that. Or maybe you were with friends and family celebrating whatever you did. I hope that you enjoyed your time and um, and woke up refreshed and ready to attack 2018. I know that that's the case for Trevor and I. Um, a new year is always kind of, I don't know, fun. I, and for me, I mean, for a lot of people, I think they, they look at the new year and they think, okay, you know, like let's, let's get rid of last year. Even if last year was a good year, like let's, let's carry the good things forward from last year, but let's, let's get rid of all the stuff that really just dragged us down in 2017 and um, start out 2018 with a bang. So I just kind of like the new rene renewed energy um, that is just kind of throughout, at least here um, around us with people and their New Year's resolutions or their, their goals and the things that they're setting out to accomplish in this year. So it's kind of fun and exciting. Let me see if I can get Trevor Wicken on here. Where are you, my man? Trev, can you request to join if you're watching, honey? Because I'm not seeing, I'm not, I can see that you're watching, but I'm not seeing, oh, there you are. Okay, there you go. I can do it. Yes. Um, Misty moment, because on Monday, hey, babe. What's going on? Hi. So Hi. I was just sharing that on, on Monday when you were supposed to be doing your Motivation Monday, I had stole you away and we were building furniture for our new facility and totally lost track of time. So I'm, I'm sorry that there was no Motivation Monday this week. So we thought we'd That's do right. courses. You're cute. And we'll let you slide. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> we did have fun, though. We can't wait to show you guys the, the new facility. It's going to be pretty awesome. Um, well, good. How's your day, babe? My day is grand. Yeah. Yeah. So people are, I had to, it was pretty cool in here today. I had uh, in this facility, I had like five people in here doing a small group, literally in like regiment style doing kettlebell swings and walking lunges and stuff like that. And a lot of these, like two or three of these people had neurological issues and orthopedic stuff that they've all worked towards. So it was, it was a cool moment in the new facility, just seeing like, five rock star warriors like working out together just doing their thing so it was it's, it's been a cool it's, it was a cool morning it was fun good good yeah i'm happy to hear that yeah. so when we left off with these guys last week we were helping them try to close out 2017 strong and gear up and be excited about 2018 and we had them kind of think about what what their goals were going to be um what vision that they had for their life and um and kind of backtrack from that, and then we ended with uh, an, an idea for how we were going to start 2018 together, and that was reading this book together. So if any of you guys had, um, had purchased or got the Audible version of The Traveler's Gift, I would definitely love to know who, who of you have that, 
If you didn't um, purchase it or you ha don't, didn't try to get it on Audible or something like that, that is fine. You are going to be able to follow along just fine. But over the next seven weeks, we are really excited to just kind of go through the decisions that um, Andy Andrews, um, they're, they're literally, they're principles, right? They're principles. And there's seven different principles that he kind of just goes through in a very creative, um, almost reads like a fiction story um, kind of way. So, so if you got the book, I can't see comments. I don't know. Can you see comments on your screen, Trev? Yeah, I got comments. Lily's okay, on. So oh, Spags is in the house. What up, Spags? What up, Lisa? Good to see you. <laughs> I wish I could see comments. I don't know why you can't see comments. Oh, look, I'm starting to see some. Okay, I had to swipe over. So good. Well, welcome, you guys. Um, so this will be exciting. It'll be kind of fun to go through this because I know we had mentioned when Trevor and I first read this book, um, I want to say it was, what, 20? 14? 2013? Yeah. I think some, it was 14. Some, I think it was after Isla was born. Yeah, like, um, it just, it, it rocked our world to the core. So I, I really hope you guys get as much out of it as we have. So we'll just kind of um, recap a little bit if you, so for those of you who maybe hadn't read the first three chapters yet, to get to the first decision, you really had to get through the first three chapters. And then, um, and then he talked about the, then it ended with the decision. And it started out with David Ponder. And David Ponder is just, he's a middle-aged man. He has a really good career, making really good money for his family. Um, but, and he ends up losing his job. Um, and everything just downward spiraled for him from there. And he had been missing so much of his family's life um, recently because there, he was trying to, protect his company that he worked for, for from being taken over. And so he had missed his daughter's 12th birthday. And there was just so much weighing on him. And then he ends up losing his job anyways, which took his company car away. Um, he had refused, he didn't take um, a retirement plan for whatever reason. So he pretty much was lost, right, Trev? He was just kind of mm -hmm. at a loss for, okay, well, what do I do now? And how am I going to provide for my wife and my, my daughter? And he ends up going to work for um, some hard, hardware store, hardware store and um, gets fired from that job because his wife calls and says, and they're having a conversation about their daughter being sick and he's not allowed to have calls. And the guy was unforgiving fires him. And he just kind of spirals out of control from there because he, his daughter needs to have surgery. He doesn't have the money for surgery. He's driving an old beater car that he, his father-in-law loaned him $900 to buy. And he's just lost. He's lost for how is he going to provide for his family? How can he take care of his daughter who's sick? And they deserve better. And he's asking him the question, like, why me? Why me? Like, he had done everything right. That he, mm -hmm. he, you know, in his mind, he'd done everything right. This shouldn't be happening to him. And... The name of the book, Kay, is The Traveler's Gift. And, and so he just is freaking out, and he ends up um, on this icy day um, spinning out of control in his car and hitting a big oak tree. And he gets into a car accident, and that's where um, it, it gets really interesting because when he comes to, he's in a room that's unfamiliar to him. And as he's looking around, there's a bunch of it, – it's the, the air is warm and there's the windows are open in this room and he sees an old heater that had to be um, from like the forties. And then he sees this man sitting behind a desk with um, like white hair or whatever. And he's like, where am I? 
And, um, and you know, well, to, to not give away the whole book, he, he ends up going back in time to 1945 um, with President Harry Truman um, the day that they were going to make a decision on what they were going to do about Japan. And um, he had... Dropping the, dropping the H-bomb on Japan. Yeah, yeah. And so he's, he's about to go make that decision. Um, they're in Puxton, Germany. And he ends up having the um, – Truman is the only one who can see him, and um, they can hear and communicate with each other. And they end up having kind of a really interesting conversation, <laughs> which, which then um, you, you kind of get in the head of where, where President Truman was at this time when he was ha being kind of in this position to make this decision. And you could tell he was kind of grappling with it and struggling with it. And, um, and so the two of them have this – have just kind of a really interesting conversation and definitely read the book because it's fascinating. And President Truman in a dream was given the, really the, the words that he needed to give to this, to, to David Potter. And he had written them down and handed them to him. And he said, now, when you read this, know that you will immediately be taken away from here, you know, so, but take your time to read it. And he had, he had left that with him and then, President Truman leaves, leaves the room to go have his meeting that he needed to have. And then the first decision, then David opens up that piece of paper he got from President Truman and he opens it up and he reads the, the first decision. And the first decision is the responsible decision. So Trev, before I go into the responsible decision, is there anything you wanted to add to my recap of the book or anything that struck yeah. you? Yeah, so here's the thing, you guys. Like, this book is really cool because, yes, it's a fictional, it's a fictional book, but there's, there's some very, a big life principle. There are a lot of life principles in the story that apply to basically anybody living, but especially you guys with MS, is that if you look at this guy's life, he had it all together, right? He had all his stuff together. He had this great job. He had this, you know, his family, everything was dialed. He was doing his thing, and then the circumstances of life hit him. And he lost it, right? He lost his stability. He lost his security. He lost his uh, finances. He lost his, you know, his worth. He lost his identity. So, the, you know, his entire identity was wrapped up in his career. And once that was taken from him, he spiraled. And in that book, it made me think about you guys, because in that book, and especially when he's talking to Truman, he's like, why did this happen to me? Why me? Why me? Why me? How many of you that have had MS have said, why me? How many of you have sat there and be like, like, I did everything right. I took care of myself. Like, I have a family to take care of. I have this job. Like, why am I having to quit? Why am I having to turn away? Like, that is what his life was. And the thing is, is that he, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't his fault per se, but then the, uh, Truman goes on to tell him that, you know what, every single decision that you make determines the outcome of your life he's like you know the reason that you know the, the things that happen to you while they may not be your fault you have the opportunity to deal with your circumstances take action and um and change your world so the whole entire point of this first chapter was it, it's called the the responsible decision and you're going to hear this in a sec about the buck stops here and it's what i've been talking to you guys about is that it's your decision if you get better. It's your decision if you get worse. It's your decision if you rekindle relationships. It's your decision if you let them go. It's your decision if you exercise every day. It's your decision if you don't. 
It's your decision if you push past your challenges. It's your decision if you let those circumstances take you out. And so the, I, I thought about it, and it, you, know, you can sit here and be like, well, it's not my fault that I have MS. I don't know why I got chosen for MS. I don't know why this happened to me. While that might be true, uh, there are certain things that influence your body to the point that you, made you susceptible to MS, whether it's stress or nutrition or whatever. Like, it's not the, your fault that you didn't do anything wrong and you're being punished because you have MS, but something in your body got taken out, just like it did with mine, like how I got Lyme disease and celiac disease and all this crap, that that actually happened. So it may, while it may, not, it may not be fair that you're going through what you're going through, it's also not fair to let yourself be taken out. So the responsible decision is you look at the circumstances in your life, and then at that point, it is on you to decide what you are going to do to better your circumstances and not let things take you out. So it is on you. The buck stops on you. It is your personal decision whether you succeed or whether you fail, whether you become a victor or a victim, and how well you do. Okay? So just like we talked about a couple weeks ago about staying calm, staying present, and staying connected, those are all decisions. It's your decision to stay chilled out when you're having a relapse. It's your decision to stay focused and present on each exercise and focus on every rep like I talked about yesterday. It's your decision to stay connected in this group and build the relationships that you have and that you have the opportunity to build with everybody in this group and with Misty and myself and your moderators and everything. Uh, that's your decision. And it's also your decision to walk away and not do any of it. So that was the main gist of all of this is that he had a bunch of stuff happen to him. His life spun out of control, and he had to sit there and look himself in the face or actually have someone else look him in the face and be like, this is up to you how this turns out. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just kind of look back at kind of just just our history and, and why, like this one, I think is the one that just stuck with me forever, um, you know, since, since the last time we read it, um, more so than the others. And they're all, they're all super impactful. But for some reason, when I try to re recount like what the seven decisions are, this one, I think I've always just been really gifted with personally. I really feel like I've always kind of taken responsibility for where I'm at um, and, and taking blame. I mean, we were just at my brother's house over New Year's Eve and they were talking about something that my brother John had done. Um, oh, the heat. We were talking about my dad and the yeah. heat. And when, it, when, you, when we would used to turn the heat up, um, we'd get in trouble because obviously it's money to heat the house. And, um, and so my brother, I think, turned the heat up one time and I took the blame for it because I just know the consequences for me versus my brother, like my brother's consequences are greater than if it were me. So I've just, I've always been the person that just, I take more responsibility than what's mine. It's always been that. So the responsible decision was impactful in many ways, but it also validated that it's, it's okay. It's okay that, I mean, it's good. It's good that I can reflect back on my life and be like, you know what, I caused that to happen or I'm here today because of the decisions that I've made, because of the, my thinking, because of, the stuff that I've done. So I've always been really good at this. But then I look back at where Trevor and I were when we read this and Trevor has always done everything right. I mean, you, you just have like, I've, I've kind of, I like to learn things the hard way. That's just the way that I am, right? Like, I like to kind of just navigate my way through and I don't mind making mistakes because I, I like to learn from those mistakes. Whereas Trevor's always been very super driven, you know, and 
he's he's put his heart and soul into a lot of things that didn't pan out for him, and um, including where the direction that our business was heading. And you know, we were under a lot of stress with our business at the time. We had just had our first child. We had just expanded our business, and we were just overwhelmed with so many things going on in our world. And then he was struck with the diagnosis of celiac disease, and then Lyme Lyme disease on top of that. And I was diagnosed right at the same time with Hashimoto's. So we were just struck with some really heavy stuff all at once. And then we were having some, you know, relationships blow up all around us. And it was just, it was kind of a hard place to navigate. And I found myself for the first time being, looking, looking at you, Trevor, and just being like, man, he does, he does everything right, like with the best of intentions and with all of his heart and with all his effort, like, and then here he is, you know, and instead of being like, why me? I was thinking of why us and why you. And, um, and so reading this book with really just kind of helped me navigate through that, you know, that everybody asked themselves that question, why me? And then President Truman says, well, why not you? Why exactly. not you? Because yeah. these, these things that happen are, what did he say? I think I was reading somewhere where he's talking about it's not, it's not a block. It's not a roadblock, but it's a toll bridge right? Yep. When you go through something like that, it's a toll bridge that you just need to pay the price get, and get through it. And it makes you stronger and it makes you better. better. And you look at people like V and V, if you're on here, hi, but V, she's a, she's a walking miracle. And you look at her and the impact that she's having on the world around her, she's not cured of MS. She still has MS, but she walks around every day living free from the, like, I guess the grip, the, the grip of the disease. Yeah, the grip of the disease, because in part, I think she just naturally has this ability, right? The ability to, the, the responsible decision saying, I'm responsible for my past, and I'm responsible for where I'm going. And, and she just has taken back control of her life, despite the fact that MS has came in and just was wreaking havoc in her world. And, you know, and I just, I think that's super impactful. Yeah, let me jump in real quick too. Like the, the, the statement of like ponder, and I, I like his name. If you think about David Ponder, like that the word ponder itself means to like think about and reflect on and seek understanding and let it. So like the, the main character's entire name is Ponder. And so we're thinking about all this stuff, right? So when he's sitting there, like he literally, before he gets zoomed into Truman's office, he's like, why me? Why God? Why me? Why me? Why me? He says it over and over and over again. And then Truman, when he's sitting there, he's like, why not you? Mm -hmm. And I need you guys. I really want to encourage you guys because I have to go through this as well. Like as, as much as a, as much of as many accomplishments as I've done and I follow the rules and I, I, I did the system and I did all this kind of stuff. I still suffer a lot with, I'm not good enough. I do. Mm -hmm. And you know, thanks to you guys, you have validated a lot of and taken away of a lot of doubts in my life about my purpose and who I am and what I'm about and where I'm going and who I'm supposed to serve. And like I shared a couple months ago, like I, I am the most convicted, focused and assured of where I'm going and what my purpose is and I've ever been in my entire life because of you guys. But at before the MS gym started, and like I wrote in a in an email a couple weeks ago before uh, we did our membership launch, 
Like I had to sit there at one point and I remember sitting in the room before I, before I pressed play on the very first MS gym button. I'm like, who the heck am I to do this? Like, what if this doesn't work? Like, why did you pick me? Like, really? Like, is this really going to happen? And I kind of went through this why me, why me thing. And I literally was, I had to stop and be like, why not you, dude? Why not you? You're fired up. You're passionate. You love these people. You know you can help. You've seen it help. There's no one to help the MS gymmers. There's no resources out there. There's people literally dying and killing themselves because they think that they have no way out. So why not you? Why not you? And you can sit there and think about all the bad things that have happened to you and ask, why me? But then it's like, why not you? What if you were being prepared for your true purpose by all of the crappy things that happened to you in your past? Because that's what happened to you and I, miss. Mm -hmm. That's what happened to you and I. We had all this stuff happen. Literally, you guys, three weeks after Misty and I started dating, my dad died unexpectedly, like out of nowhere. And so our entire marriage has been, the first two years were all about helping my mom because she had no life insurance coming to her. We had to sell her house. I had to pay for her rent. Like, I mean, we had to do all that. I mean, our entire first year or two of marriage was that and opening a business and all this stuff. I mean, it's, you get to this point where you're like, why me? Why not you? Like you have been chosen, even though MS, you didn't, you would never choose to have MS because it sucks. But at some point, you have to realize that you were chosen for this for some reason. So why can it not be you that be the hero to the world? Why can it not be you to be the one in your family that is the inspiration and the, the success story and the, the one that everybody looks up to be like, ma'am, man, my mom is awesome. My dad is awesome. Like my husband is awesome. Like look at what they're going through. Why not you? Why can't you be the one that overcomes of MF like V? V's an amazing lady, but she's not one of a kind. She just made the right decisions along the way to take responsibility for her health and her future and her healing. And all of you, all of you, including me, including you, Misty, have the innate ability to choose that ability to heal, choose that ability to create a different path, choose the ability to create a life by design and not live by diagnosis. So why not you? Why not you to be an example to the rest of the world what perseverance, perseverance, resilience, courage, strength, passion, love, and, and overcoming obstacles looks like? Why not you? That really struck me, man, and it fired me up because I, like, I am here, and I'm picking you guys. Why not you? I'm picking you. I'm chasing you down. I'm commenting on you. I'm helping you. Like, I will run the mountains to find you, and so will Misty. Mm -hmm. We will run it. We will kick the walls down. We will shine the light on the shadows. We will erase the lies that have said that you cannot heal, and this is all you got. So why not you? I love that. And it fired me up, obviously. <laughs> it fired me up because I, I see you guys wanting this so bad. And so let's make your decision to heal one that changes the world. That's where I'm at. I'm like, that's why I love this book. Absolutely. And I love too, and I'm going to read it here in a second. But um, I love that we're in this together. You know, we have, we, we, we are our, we are a tribe. You guys are our tribe, and we are a bunch of change makers. I truly believe that because I see the hearts, and I see the way that you guys support each other and encourage each other and lift each other up, share, share yes. your victories to inspire yes. others, you know, like relate to people when they're having a hard day. And, and 
you guys are. I mean, I just saw, Brittany, God chose us because we are strong enough to fight it. Like, I see some of the strongest people in our community. Yes. And you guys are our you heroes. Guys, heroes. You guys really are. And it is such an honor to be on this journey with you because you guys are living this out. You are living this out day in and day out by putting one foot in front of the other and, um, and, and doing the exercises and not just doing the exercises, but helping other people yes. along the way that are on the same journey. And, and so you, we really have aligned ourselves with a lot of very like-minded people. And as you'll see in here, he talks about that. Like, it's important. It's important to surround yourself with other people that are going places. And yeah. this, that, this community is full of people that are going places. So, yeah. yes, yes, I love that. So, again, for those of you who aren't sure exactly what we're talking about, we're talking about The Traveler's Gift by Andy Andrews. And we just covered the first three chapters because the third chapter really dives into this first decision. And the decision is the responsible decision. And, um, and it's the buck stops here. You know, like you, you are responsible. So I'm going to go ahead, if that's okay, and I'm just going to read read the first decision for everybody to hear it. Um, so the decision, decision one, the responsible decision, the buck stops here. From this moment forward, I will accept responsibility for my past. I understand that beginning that the beginning of wisdom is to accept the responsibility for my own problems. And that by accepting responsibility for my past, I free myself to move into a bigger, brighter future of my own choosing. Never again will I blame my parents, my spouse, my boss, or employees for my present situation. Neither my education or lack of one, my genetics, or the circumstantial ebb and flow of everyday life will affect my future in a negative way. If I allow myself to blame these uncontrollable forces, for my lack of success, I will be forever caught in a web of the past. I will look forward. I will not let my history control my destiny. The buck stops here. I accept responsibility for my past. I am responsible for my success. I am where I am today, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and financially because of where because of the decisions I have made. My decisions have always been governed by my thinking. Therefore, I am where I am today, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and financially, because of how I think. Today, I will begin the process of changing where I am, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and financially, by changing the way I think. My thoughts will be constructive, never destructive. My mind will live in the solutions of the future. It will not dwell in the problems of the past. I will seek the association of those who are working and striving to bring about positive changes in the world. I will never seek comfort by associating with those who have decided to be comfortable. That mm -hmm. one's super important. And they all are. When faced with the opportunity to make a decision, I will make one. I understand that God did not put in me the ability to always make right decisions. He did, however, put in me the ability to make a decision and then make it right. The rise and fall of my emotional tide will not deter me from my course. When I make a decision, I will stand behind it. 
My energy will go into making the decision. I will waste none on second thoughts. My life will not be an apology. It will be a statement. In the future, when I am tempted to ask the question, why me? I will immediately counter with the answer, why not me? Challenges are a gift, an opportunity to learn. Problems are the common thread running through the lives of great men and women. In times of adversity, I will not have a problem to deal with. I will have a choice to make. My thoughts will be clear. I will make the right choice. Adversity is preparation for greatness. I will accept the preparation. Why me? Why not me? I will be prepared for something great. I accept responsibility for my past. I control my thoughts. I control my emotions. I am responsible for my success. The buck stops here. <laughs> Good dramatic close, miss. The buck stops here. <laughs> I love it. So a couple things, you guys. That was powerful words, and I love it. You know, And I hope you guys kind of soak that in. And what I'd like to do is maybe in the members group, Misty, we can, uh, we can somehow post these documents in there um, so they can, they, you can go look at these seven decisions as, they're, uh, as, we, as we discuss them. So I just want to say, too, that, you know, a couple things is that specific to MS is that, you know, like Kim put something up just now, like I need to not blame myself for always have pushed myself so hard. Like that's why I got sick, Kim, so I'm with you. Right? Why didn't I relax more? Why didn't I chill out more? Why didn't I trust more? Why didn't I have more faith? Like, did I create this inside my body? I've gone through it. But here's the thing, too, you guys, is that you can always look back on your past and really talk about, like, what you did, what you didn't do, or the mistakes you made and stuff. But here's the thing that's a little bit of a twist on MS, is that you guys, unfortunately, you've had, you had a lot of life that you lived before MS. And so when you reflect back on your past, you, may, you, you should reflect back and see how can I do things better because it's made you who you are. However, there's also the mourning, the mourning and the loss of what you had before MS. And if you get caught in the past of comparing what you can do now or what you cannot do versus what you could do, what you should be doing now that you're not, what dreams you did have that you don't think that you can have, it's a lie. But if you start to compare yourself to that past, you're going to get taken out. So it's always forward looking. So this entire passage is talking about looking what you did, looking where you're at, looking at your circumstances and realize that every word that you speak, every thought that you have, every action that you take has an effect on where you will end up. And so Misty and I chose this book, number one, like this is an amazing concept because it gives you the opportunity to really claim responsibility and take ownership over your healing, which if you did not have MS, would you have taken ownership over your health and your life and your destiny? Would you have done it? Maybe, maybe not. I can tell you straight up that unless I got all this stuff that happened to my body and got in, gotten my pardon my mouth, got my butt handed to me as, as far as the decisions that we made in business and relationships and all this kind of stuff, I wouldn't be here with you. Mm-hmm. So therefore, the, the mistakes that I've made and the screw-ups that I've had and everything else 
make me appreciate where I'm at that much more now so that I can be a more powerful force for you so that I can love Misty better, so that I can love my children better, so that I can more deeply commit to every single one of you. So reflect on that. Reflect on those words, and we're going to put that up because it's so, so super important that you, 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 you look at your past and you use it as a learning lesson and use it as motivation to get to a preferred future rather than looking at your past and seeing it as a source of loss and mourning and defeat and letting your, your future be dictated by that diagnostic past. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> well, you guys, this, um, if you can, if you don't have Audible, you can get the first book for free. So um, it's kind of fun. Like Trevor, Trevor and I, this, I mean, this is how we're different too. He, he likes to highlight things and underline things. So he likes the physical copy of the book. Um, I like paper. I, if, if I get a physical copy of the book, I probably will read the first few pages and set it down and never have time to get back to it. So for me, Audible works great. But um, what's really cool is this is read by the author. His name is Andy Andrews, and he's very entertaining. He's got um, – he, he pulls out different voices for all the different characters of people we're going to travel back in time to visit um, through history. Yeah, he's good. Including Anne Frank. That one's really cool. I mean, everything is really fascinating the way he does this. But um, it's kind of fun to hear him change his voice and, you know, yeah. really draws you in as if you're listening to a movie, um, but it's a book. And – so if you can get the Audible one I, and you're, you're not going to have time to sit down and read like um, me, then definitely get the Audible version. Um, uh, but otherwise, the book, it's, it's not very much, but you can get it in paper ca paperback. And um, great book. We just now covered the first three chapters. Next week, we're going to be covering the next decision, and um, that's the guided decision. So that'll be good. Um, but it'll be just fun, fun going through this with you guys. I hope today was impactful um the name of the book is the traveler's gift and it's by andy andrews so you can find that hey. anywhere books books or the audible version is sold yeah and like you guys like i'm a i'm a paper book guy too but we obviously have a lot going on like i actually got a lot out of it i i i got the audible version i got the free book and then i listened to the entire first three chapters while i was on the treadmill yesterday <laughs> so i put it i literally put it on you and you can choose different speeds so I put it at one and a half times the speed. So he's reading it a little bit faster. And I got through all three chapters yesterday. So it's something that it's, it's kind of cool because they're shorter chapters. You can literally like go through three chapters in 25 to 30 minutes and you can listen to it a couple, two or three times throughout the day just to get it in your brain because that's the entire point of the book is they want you to kind of marinate and saturate on those principles and really take them in as own positive affirmations in your life, which is why this book is very active and it's very living and it's very cool. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's what we have for you guys today. I really hope that you enjoyed it. Um, I have a little two-year-old telling me something I can't quite make out, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but love you guys. Thank you for spending your, cool. this portion of your Wednesday with us and have an awesome day. Again, if you can get the book, otherwise we'll try to recap, um, well every week so that you can kind of keep up with us and what, what we're discussing. But the principles I'll read out every week so that everybody can hear them. And that's all that I have for you. Love you guys. Happy New Year. Yeah, you guys did awesome. Uh, you know, I hope this really gets you some value. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm typing in something real quick. But uh, I hope you bring a value to you. And, I mean, 
you know, there's a bunch of stuff about New Year's resolutions and all this over. I'm sure you guys are sick about hearing about it. But instead of just making a New Year's resolution for something that you're like, eh, like if you change your mind and you change your thought life, you will change your life. And I can tell you that from personal experience straight up is that my thought life a couple years ago was garbage. It was terrible. It was, I was my own worst enemy and I was in a very dark negative place. And books like this and uh, people and relationships and really just seeking out who I was and where I was going changed my world, which is why I sit here with you right now, why I'm still married to my beautiful bride that, we're, that I'm with right now, and why we are having an awesome time raising our two little girls and watching them grow up and develop into two very awesome little ladies. So it is about your thought life. It is about how you think. It is about how you process. And it is about how you handle the circumstances that are thrown out you, good, bad, indifferent, whatever, because it literally can change your world the minute you start thinking different because it gives you control and influence and impact back in your life. So we love you guys so much. Uh, we're super happy that you're here. I think it's fun that we have our own little MS book club. It was a great idea by Misty. It was totally her idea. So well done, Miss. Uh, but it's fun to do this with you guys, and, and this is why we do this. It's mindset training. So this is just a change of pace and, and something to talk about and reflect about, and we'll always try to spin it back on how this affects you guys with MS because it's a big, big deal. Not everybody in the world goes through this, but also not everybody in the world has an opportunity to write an amazing victory story and success story like you can. So we appreciate your guys' time. We love you a ton. We will see you inside the MS gym. And uh, – and just thank you. Like, we're super grateful for every one of you. All right? Absolutely. Love you guys. Right. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Right, bye.